Kia ora kutu katoa, mei nau mai, hari mai, a te wiki o te take. It's Rapere, Thursday, 19th of May 2022, and welcome to this budget edition of the Week in Tax. Ko Teri Boucher Aho. I'm the director of Boucher Consulting Limited, a tax consultancy helping individuals, small businesses and professionals navigate the tax minefield. So, much as expected, no headline tax surprises again. We will have to wait until next year for any changes to tax thresholds or major other major tax changes. Interestingly, the matter of increasing thresholds was not raised with the, directly with the Finance Minister during the budget lockup, although he addressed that in part by arguing that the cost of living payment was better targeted than a general across-the-board threshold adjustment. The ongoing but not quantified effect of fiscal drag means tax revenue for the year ending 30th June 2022 is expected to cross the $100 billion mark for the first time, rising to a total of $103.8 billion. The main growth is from PAYE, or source deductions, forecast to rise by $3.7 billion to just under $42 billion, and corporate income tax projected at $16.7 billion, net of non-resident withholding tax, up nearly $2 billion. Incidentally, that includes uh, an estimated $322 million from the New Zealand Superannuation Fund, which is down a rather eye-watering $1.8 billion from the tax it paid in, in the 2021 year. That illustrates the impact of the recent turbulence in financial markets, for which we can thank Vladimir Putin in part. GST receipts are also up over $1.2 billion from June 21 to an unexpected $25.7 billion. The big announcement was the cost of living payment of $350 in three monthly instalments starting 1st of August. That works out at about $27 per week. The payment will be available to individuals who earned less than $70,000 per annum in the past tax year and are also not eligible to receive the winter energy payment. That's approximately 2.1 million New Zealanders and will cost an estimated $814 million. Eligibility for this payment will be determined by a person's income for the March 2022 year. Most of those eligible will have their income determined by Inland Revenue's auto assessment process, which is now underway. The payment, therefore, is an incentive for eligible taxpayers who have to file a tax return to do so as soon as possible. I'm not entirely sure my tax agent colleagues will welcome that development. The temporary reductions in fuel excise duty and road user charges will be extended for a further two months at an estimated cost of $235 million. Half-price public transport is also extended for a further two months and will be made permanent for one million community service cardholders, which seems a good initiative. Incidentally, extending half-price public transport should be a measure which helps in reducing emissions. Um, I'll have more to say about the emissions reductions plan in next week's um, podcast. Small businesses are part uh, an important part of the economy, uh, so the proposed uh, business growth fund is a, an interesting move. The Crown proposes to initially invest $100 million alongside private banks, and through the uh, BGF, the crown, it will take a minority interest in SMEs where equity finance is considered to be more appropriate than debt finance. 
The intention is for the BGF to be an active investor providing growth capital, but it wouldn't take a, minor, a majority position, although it would expect to have a seat on the board. It's an interesting development and it's based on similar initiatives in the UK, Ireland, Canada and Australia. Um, and, and personally, uh, so we'll, we'll watch with interest. Personally, I think uh, a permanent iteration of the small business cash flow scheme would also be a good long-term initiative. There's a small but welcome change to child support rules with the scrapping of the rule under which the Crown retains the child support payments of beneficiary sole payments. From 1st of July 2023, those child support payments will be treated as income. Although there are no specific funding initiatives for inland revenue, it's interesting to dig into the formal vote revenue appropriation. Um, the, the total 2022-2023 appropriation for services to customers is $721.8 million an increase of $120 million, or near 20%, from the 2021-22 appropriation of $600 million. This increase is in fact mainly due to recategorization and transfers, one of which includes um, a transfer of $55.8 million for ongoing operating costs arising from the business transformation program. Breaking it down, there is an extra $9.4 million for investigations and another over $37 million more for tax return processing. These both reverse falls in funding or in the 2021-2022 appropriations. Um, the big, there is a biggest increase though for quote services to ministers and to inform the public about entitlements and meeting obligations which is up $56 million, or 21.7% from 2021-2022. I expect some of this will be to remind people of their eligibility for the cost of living uh, payment, but there may also be initiatives coming about tax obligations and the cash economy. In summary, a very boring budget from a tax perspective, although, although leaving income tax thresholds unchanged for another year is now something of a political hot potato for the government. The intention appears to be to address this in next year's budget, which of course is an election year. We shall wait and see. In the meantime, that's it for today. I'm Terry Boucher and you can find this podcast on my website www.boucher.tax or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening and please send me your feedback and tell your friends and clients. Until next week, Kakitiano.